Welcome to the Say I Do with Sue wedding podcast. I'm Sarah Kate, your host, and today we'll be talking all about wedding receptions. Well, let's get stuck into questions about your wedding reception. So first up, do I have to hold the ceremony and reception at the same location? No, you don't, Sarah. But I think if you think about logistics on a wedding day, how much easier is your life going to be if you are actually at one location? But it's just not going to work for everyone or you just might have a a church or a ceremony location that you really would like to use, but then you've got a really special reception venue. So you just have to think about how far away are they from each other? What type of reception venue do you actually want that's a open question because there's so many different types so the answer is no but are you after something really easy or is it more about what you're really passionate about even if your guests have to travel an hour between the two that's a fair point that's a fair point and just off the cuff random question for you about that what's the furthest you've ever had to travel back in your photography days between a reception and a ceremony? Because I would just like to know, and I think our listeners would as well. I would say an hour. And that was when I was a Sydney-based wedding photographer because there's just, Sydney's just so far spread. So a lot of people would want to go and have their ceremony under the Harbour Bridge or something or near the Opera House. But then they've picked a reception venue way out west or in the Blue Mountains somewhere near where they live so about an hour that's a long way that's probably about god how many kilometers I guess it depends how fast you drive it's probably you know between 60 and 100 kilometers so yeah I don't think I've driven much further than that in between but that's far enough I I agree I agree especially as a guest that would be anyway (laughs) so how do you know where to hold your reception what would be your tips and advice with that Well, there's a lot of things you need to consider. So let's talk about budget first. If you don't really have a tight budget, it opens up a whole world of opportunities. But if you are budget driven, you need to focus on more budget driven places. And a budget driven place could be something like a a surf club or an RSL club or something like that. If you haven't got budget, you can book the most expensive venue. You can have your reception at what's the restaurant in the Opera House these days used to be called what it used to be called they changed the name of the restaurant at the sydney opera house every time they changed the chef they name it the chef's name did you know that for a bit of trivia i did not know that thank you for sharing i learned there you go you did learn a new thing so first of all (laughs) you know are you budget driven is location driven so if you live in the city do you want to have it in the city uh do you want to your guests to travel so if you want your guests to travel you have to understand they have to also factor in probably somewhere to stay, which means it's going to cost them more money. So have mm-hmm. you got friends that are budget-driven that will say we can't afford to stay? Have you got friends which wouldn't have an issue with that? Is there a place that you might love a place, but it might only fit 60 people and you might have 200 people? Or there's Good a place point. you might love that's huge and you've only got 50 people so you really need your pen and paper you need to sit down you need to go right budget how many guests do we want somewhere in the city do we want somewhere near a beach do we want somewhere in the hills in a winery region and I think you have to learn to do a process of elimination so when you're going through your list you can just cross things out and you'll be surprised that out of 20 things 
you might come back to two that go, oh, okay, well, we've just realised we actually just want to have it somewhere local and we don't want to spend a zillion dollars because we'd actually like to buy a house. So pen and paper, analysts, sitting down, crossing it out is a really good place to start. Oh, I love that idea, especially because sometimes I think it can actually make you aware of what it is that you truly want and not what you think you want. I think that's a that's a really good statement and I, I sort of say that it's deal breakers because you might just go, right, I just want to be married there and nowhere else. And then you realise, well, my guess, I'll give you an example. Like I used to do heaps of weddings, as you would know, you'd be with me for a lot of them, around Sydney and the Opera House in there. And back then, I'm talking over 10 years ago, it would cost $100 to park your car. I can't even imagine what that costs now. And you oh. might go, my guests will freak if they're paying 150 bucks to park their car. And if they have to get taxis, it's even more expensive. So, so many things you've got to weigh up. So I think it's probably budget driven comes to the top of every list in a sense. That's just the reality. Mm-hmm. Weddings are a business. Weddings are emotional, but it's about how much money do I want to spend? Or you might have a lot of money and say, I don't want to spend that much money on my wedding because I want to buy a car. I want to buy a house. We want to buy a second property. It's totally up to you. But budget is probably going to come to the top and the forefront of everything you do and with every supplier. You might have a favorite DJ that's $5,000. That just might not work for you. So you'll have to go down your list to your second or third favorite. Or you might say, yeah, I'll spend that. I don't care because I'm so into music. So really yeah. budget's going to drive everything like it pretty well does in life, doesn't it, with everything. You buy a house for a budget, you buy a car for a budget. You might want a Mercedes, but you might only have a, a budget for a Kia, a you know. <laughs> hey, I'm not going back that far, Datsun. <laughs> we used to call them Dados back in the day. I know, right? Yep. Remember the old 120 Ys? Oh, my oh, God, that's giving yeah. my age away, isn't it? And the 1600s, they were great rally cars, yeah. what can I say? Go the Dado. Day. I know, I know. Um, well, with the reception as well, I guess the first thing, as you mentioned, was budget. What do you think would be the next thing to consider? If um, Let's just give you a hypothetical because I think that would be easier to work with. Let's just say we have a budget that will allow you to choose a mid-size, a mid-size package in say a venue in Sydney um so you're happy with the package what do you think would be the next thing that you should look at when it comes to that package and venue what type of reception do you want and when you yeah yeah, when you think about things like this Sarah I, I think it's because I'm a photographer I'm a very creative person where I really visualize things and I think you have to sit back and sometimes close your eyes and Try and imagine yourself at your own wedding. Do you see yourself at a cocktail style where there's no formal seating and you're sort of flitting around and people are walking around with trays of food? Or do you see all your guests sitting in a formal setting and you entering in and you're sitting at the bridal table? What fits you and what intuitively sits in your stomach that goes, that really feels like me? So do you want it formal? Do you want it cocktail sit down, stand up, what type of food do you want? Because you might love a venue that does food that 
you're not remotely interested in and they might not let you bring another caterer. So once again, this comes back to that list, which starts to get pretty long. And food's important at weddings because they say that the three things that people remember the most about a wedding is the music and the food and what was the third thing? Oh, probably how amazing your photography was. But no, actually, (laughs) actually, I think it's two things in the statistics. The two top things are music and food. Yeah. Yeah, because that's how you feel. It is how you feel. And it's about emotion. So I I think it's that would be something for couples to consider as well. How do you want your guests to feel? Yeah, and And when you're going to... What do you want them to take away? When you're going to a wedding, Sarah, you know... I know the first thing I think about is, oh, I wonder what I'm going to have to eat. Yes, that is so true. As a guest, you do do that. But even as like a supplier, we're like, I wonder what they're having. I I used to get, remember we used to get quite excited going to certain venues because we knew the food was going to be amazing. Then other venues Uh that didn't even want to throw a bread roll at us, you know, for us to catch you, be like, oh, we're going there. They don't look after us. It's It's food. Everyone loves food, so that that to me is a, is a really big thing. And music is a really big thing too. And mm-hmm. obviously, we're going to talk about that in other podcasts with you know music and live music and to DJ to not to DJ to MC to not to MC. But um, yeah, food is really a, a big one. Absolutely, and also moving from food into drinks, as we know, but couples might not know. If you want to B-O-Y to a venue. B-Y-O. B-Y-O. You know what I mean. (laughs) Don't worry. I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay. Let me try that again, guys. Okay. If you want to B-Y-O to a venue, that might not be allowed. So if you were wanting to have a B-Y-O wedding and not have a drinks package or something like that, Give us your advice and tips on what people should do in that situation. Yes. It's going to save you a lot of money if you can BYO drinks because you can buy them up in bulk, you take them, and then you pay for people behind the bar with RSA, Responsible Service of Alcohol Certificates, and they serve it and whatever's left see stuff going I on with can, that. that's the dogs are we going can hear crazy. the dogs oh my lord they just can't behave hey, themselves can they? And solo. <laughs> they can't it's behave so themselves and then the next morning or, or that night afterwards you take away what you don't drink now a lot of venues do drink packages which is really easy because you just rock up and they're just going to serve the drinks until everyone's finished the, the event's finished and then um you're done but drink packages can be anything from 65 to 150 dollars a head and that just might be a little bit too expensive for you so mm-hmm. if you find that dream venue but they'll only let you do drink packages and you know you only got to do the math if it's a hundred dollars a head and you've got a hundred people it's yeah it's really starting to get up there so that could be the deciding factor that you go okay well actually this venue doesn't suit so yeah yeah, there's a big difference between byo and drink packages and also depends are your guests big drinkers and are you big drinkers because i occasionally at my venue sarah do dry weddings 
I was going to ask about that. I've I've had a few dry weddings in my time when I had my business as well, and they were absolutely wonderful. I actually think that they were in some ways a little bit more meaningful because people aren't tanked and they can actually enjoy the situation a lot better as well. Yeah, I don't have an issue whatsoever with dry weddings. Usually a dry wedding will be done in the daytime because it just feels a bit more fitting. I've done weddings where maybe only 10 people out of 40 people even drink. So they're awesome if you've got guests like that. That'll save you heaps of money. <laughs> That's very true. And just so I have, a, I have an opinion on this next question um but i'd like to hear yours what's your opinion on an open bar at a wedding so open bar by meaning spirit spirit okay absolutely everything and anything at the at the wedding what's your thoughts on that from from a few perspectives i would say from someone running the wedding And also a bit of insight as to what actually happens for the couple. Okay, well, I can tell you straight up because it happens at my venue all the time. I actually have rules in place, which is great because I put my own rules in place, and that is that I will not serve spirits until after dinner, and that means after the speeches because if you do it after dinner and then you start the speeches, People constantly get up during the speeches because they want to get a spirit. So I think it's a really dangerous idea to serve spirits before a meal. And if your wedding is at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and guests are getting there and they're starting to drink before the ceremony's even started, so let's say they get there at 1 and it finishes at 11, you think people can drink spirits for 11, 10 hours? You're going to be cutting everyone off. It's going to be very, very messy. So I think it's a a really, really bad idea. That's actually, yeah, I won't even waver on that because out of how many weddings have I done at my venue now over the last few years? I've done over 800 and I've single-handedly seen what happens when people push you to serve spirits and you're cutting people off. They're getting aggressive back at you. People are getting in fights. It's horrible. Now, I want to hear what your opinion is. My opinion is don't do it Um, from a couple of perspectives. When I had my business, I had a few weddings in different venues that they did have the open bar package. And honestly, it was just horrible from an organisational point of view in regards to people just want the drinks now they want them then and there they're at a place where they're not having to pay for the alcohol so they usually drink a lot more than what they would normally if they were having to pay for it themselves and also seeing what it did to some of my couples in the past in regards to when speeches were on and things like that people weren't paying attention. As you said, they just want the alcohol. They don't care. I remember a couple of weddings I had to go out and really get quite cross with people and be like, go and sit down, be respectful. They're trying to do the speeches in there and you're out here complaining at my bar staff because you want to have a shot. Can't you wait five minutes? It's just 
I just don't think that people understand the full capacity of it. I think that they think they're giving their guests a really nice treat, having a great night, giving them the top shelf, showing them the best. But I don't think that they actually understand what that can what that can lead to. So that's just my personal opinion on that. Oh, um, I think most people you know. agree with us, Sarah. An organisational point of view, there's nothing worse than copying abuse when mm-hmm. you're working at a, a wedding, you're giving your heart and soul. And unfortunately it does happen, I'd say, every second wedding I uh, cop abuse from someone yeah. because you're not doing what they want you to do. And it, it's just sometimes I have to even go to the bride and groom and say, listen, see that? idiot over there if you don't sort them out or throw them out and that they get really upset and I'll let them deal with it because they invited the fool um yeah. but and also and I, sad. I it is and sad it's, it's because... sad to think that these the bride and groom want this person to be there and part of their day but yet they're not respecting the bride and groom by yeah. behaving so then it doesn't cause stress on them on what should be their wonderful magical day. I you find know? it so really it's just, poor. It's form. really sad when that happens. Yeah, for sure. Well, look, I I have a no shots rule and it's just not negotiable. Shots are just ridiculous yeah. at weddings. Mm. And um, I know that I'm going to tell a little, you know, funny little story at the end, but I actually – have another story that's more in line that I'm going to tell afterwards about something that happened with someone who was very drunk. So you can swap that little question over at the end okay, and you so can say what happened. Was and, and it was drunk. someone that was very drunk and uh, I think that's more fitting and we'll, we'll ask okay. you know, the other one later because this one you won't believe. It's insane. Okay. Well, it's we'll change insane. that for yeah. sure. Very drunk. Okay. <laughs> then what we'll just move away from the drink so then because I'm sure we're going to do plenty of episodes about that in the future we'll get back to the receptions but I think that that's really important to talk about at the moment in regards to you know do you pick it do you pick an all-inclusive package or not with the drinking now on to the weather because yeah. we all know that if Sue could control the weather, she would be a very rich woman. <laughs> but oh, if you are that. holding, I know, right, if you are holding your ceremony, obviously, outside and it gets rained out, are you able to move your ceremony to the reception venue indoors? Yeah, and this is what you have to, you have to ask all these questions when you're picking a um, reception venue is are they going to allow you to and quite often they'll yes and they'll charge you 1500 bucks to do that you know look at venue we don't do it because we're sort of we're in there and if it's raining we're going to get you inside and make it great but I do understand venues do have to charge because they've got to do so much work to flip things to have it inside so if they won't have it indoors what are you going to do so that could also be one of those deciding factors to where you hold your reception, Sarah, with how accommodating they're going to be with that sort of thing. Like last last week at a wedding, beautiful weather, no rain forecast, everything's going great, everything's all sorted to go. Literally 10 minutes before the ceremony, we look up and there is the biggest storm you've ever seen about to smash us. And it was just like... Oh, my gosh. How did this happen? But I ended up just going, okay, Yoda intuition. I reckon it's not coming for 20 minutes. And I got on the microphone and I just said, everyone, get over there, run and grab the bride. We went through the ceremony and just as the ceremony finished, 
it started to rain. But but at wow. my venue, we, we have clear umbrellas. You know, I have like maybe 50 clear umbrellas that we quickly hand out and clear umbrellas. Why clear umbrellas? Because do you really want all your guests bringing their own and you've got six bright green Bunnings umbrellas and you've got Auntie Flo with her flowers and you've got all these ugly umbrellas. It impacts how your photos and video look. So we supply clear umbrellas. So it still all looks really pretty. I if know, it does rain. Not, unfortunately, not everyone has your, your venue. So I know, I know. It's very, good. it's very good to make note that if you are having an outdoor ceremony, And guys, you think it make, might rain. Make sure you have clear, clear umbrellas. Clear yes. umbrellas, yeah. Clear, sure. and, and they break all the time too. Like I am forever <laughs> buying clear umbrellas. And I've actually just ordered another bunch of white parasols you know parasols a little bit different to umbrella because a little bit more that sort of asian look but that's if the weather's really hot it just keeps the Mm -hmm. sun off people and i've learned now that you can buy vinyl ones which i actually have some of not the rice paper ones that tear when you look at them so they actually are also waterproof so you could be under an umbrella because of the hot sun and if it does sprinkle with rain it's waterproof so there's another good tip vinyl parasols you got to buy them online good job good job so before we get to your question yes oh well before we get to your story I should yes, say I have one story. last question for you yes so when it comes to choosing your reception venue do you get to choose your own caterer or do they supply well every venue is completely different some venues just have their own caterer and that's it and it's not negotiable some will give you a list of vendors that they like working there and others will say you can bring absolutely anyone you like now I get asked the question fairly often oh to save money um, on a grazing board can we bring our own and the answer is no and it's health and safety because if someone supplies us with a big bunch of meat and cheeses we put it on a board and serve it not knowing that they maybe were left out of the fridge in -hmm. transit for hours and everyone got sick that's on us so there's not many venues that will let you do that and rightly so you have to protect your guests from getting imagine the whole bridal party and all your guests I mean it's a bit like what was that movie flying high you know where they had on the plane and that fish or the chicken whoever had the fish whatever it was all got all got sick imagine that i have not seen that but that would be a travesty yeah but you haven't seen flying high no really oh really that's from like back in the 70s that's the funniest movie i was only born in oh yeah yeah, that's right i I think i was only two must have been my mum told me about it exactly yeah that must be about right yes yeah for sure (laughs) but you know I, i would probably say that Covering receptions is, we've only just really even touched the surface on this, yeah. but if it's just giving people a little bit of insight into writing down lists and thinking about these things further, I think that it's, you know, it's doing its job with this information. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we'll leave that there. And I think I'm going to ask Sue now to share the story about someone who was very, very drunk recently or around yeah. no years maybe ago? Five, yeah maybe five years ago okay let's let's hear it let's oh, hear I, it I couldn't make this stuff up so <laughs> this guy had a young baby in a pram so he was trolleyed 
I think the wife was driving. And what had happened was there was a pram inside and we were about to bring everybody inside to play games. We sometimes play games at receptions. Sorry, wild animals in the background again. That's yes. so low, okay? And so really quickly I had about 60 people coming over and I just pointed to this pram that was sitting in the middle of the room and I said to one of my staff, get rid of it. Get rid of that pram. Move it because I didn't want I didn't even know if there was a baby in there or anything. It's it's not safe. So next minute we're playing these games and this guy motions me to go out. So I go, okay, go out. And he says to me, I heard what you said. You want to kill my baby. And, of course, I, I laughed thinking he's joking. I think, and he goes, I heard what you said. You told your staff member to get rid of my baby. And I went, what, do you think I wanted to kill your baby? And then, of course, I think I probably did a some reference to, you know, the dingo got my baby or something like that. Uh, oh, my God. Sue. And he was just, this guy was just completely insane off of his rocker and I tried to walk away and he grabbed my arm so hard that I had five bruises on my arm from his fingers so by the time I hit his arm off of me and punched him fair and square in the nose he backed off it was it was so aggressive and this this comes back to alcohol Sarah is this is what And so, I mean, I thought, what am I going to do? Should I call the police and should I have this guy arrested? No, I don't want to do that because I don't want to ruin the couple's wedding. But I just clearly said, if you're not off the property within 60 seconds, I'm going to have you arrested. I mean, you can't make this stuff up, can you? So, yeah. Oh, my God. That's insane. insane. I've got that many stories like that. I thought this was going to be funny. You seriously think I wanted to kill his baby I mean oh my god I don't know if he was on something else as well as alcohol but this is what too much alcohol does to people that are already unstable it just triggers them and tips them over the edge so yes wow didn't expect that one did you I did not expect that one and all I will say is I think we will leave it on that note I think we'll leave it on that note thanks so much for joining us today if you enjoyed the podcast episode please leave a comment below And be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified of our next podcast release. Looking forward to talking to you all then. Bye for now.